we thought in every respect Richard Calland met the requirements um, and what is needed in this process. Um, his, um, I mean, first of all, he's a, a professor of law at UCT, but he's worked in the space of deepening democratic government, governance institutions for the last 20 years. Um, and now we're faced with the first real test of the um, of the robustness of our constitution and how the democratic institutions that have that support that constitution operate. So we have an eminent expert in um, the strengthening of of the constitution and um, the the democratic um, institutions that give life to the constitution. Um, you know, he, he headed up a unit of UCT called Democ- the Democratic uh, Governance Unit, um, which for which, which he headed for about over 10 years, teaching lawmakers about how democratic institutions should work. Um, and as a legal professional, um, and this is a legal task, um, we he, you know he has the um, the legal the the, the professional um, experience and abilities. To, um, to assess this, um, this allegation or these allegations and to see if they meet Section 89 of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Now, the DA leader, John Steenhuisen, says that by no stretch of the imagination can Professor Richard Callan be regarded as independent because he has written favorably about the president. What do you make of his comments, and do you think that the professor is able to perform his legal task without bias? Well, I think to make that kind of allegation and to impugn the integrity of a legal professional and a professor of law um, is scandalous because um, there's no evidence that he's unable to perform this task without bias based on, on political commentary and pieces he's written about the ANC and the president in the past. If John Steenhuisen was to read all of his, his writings, he would find that he's also written very critically of the president and the ANC. So... But this is a this is a, a very specific task, and when you if you want to allege bias, you really, you you bear the, the burden to prove that someone cannot do this job um, without an open mind. And to me, it just exposes how far the DA has moved from the rule of law and from the constitutionality. Because um, to assume that someone is biased because of something they've written in the past and that they cannot approach a task where they assess the evidence with an open mind is, is quite frank, frankly outrageous and I think it's disgraceful that, um, the, that the DA are almost throwing their toys out of the cot about the appointment of someone that is quite highly regarded in South Africa um, and has spent the last 25 years working on ensuring that our democratic systems work um, and that human rights prevail. So, so in your view, there's nothing wrong with Professor Callant endorsing President Soramaposa for a second term as an ANC president during an interview and still being included on a panel that will oversee the very same president's possible impeachment? I don't think so at all. I think that, um, you know, at the time of, the, of this, if there is an endorsement um, or if it was a, a piece that was written about how, you know, that... that that is the best of of, of two of, of, of two choices. Um, if, if that was the case, it's a, this is a completely different task. This is a task that relies on someone's legal training, their legal experience, and their professional experience in the field of of, of law. And I think, and this is why we nominated him, of democratic understanding democratic governance and how the constitution needs to be applied. 
Um, and to suggest that because I, you know, you one day wrote something favorable, favorably about someone, you are unable to perform that task is absurd. Um, almost, you, you won't find a single South African who doesn't have a, a view one way or the other of the president, um, including probably judges who will be serving on this panel. But that doesn't mean that they can't um, rely on their legal experience, their legal training, to assess the evidence impartially. And that's what lawyers do every single day, regardless of their personal views. Others would argue that there was a long list of very capable people uh, in law that could have been chosen for the job. Why Professor Callant? Well, I mean, I don't know why uh, Professor Callant. I, I know why we nominated him. Um, and we certainly didn't make the choice, the, the speaker and whoever advised her made the choice. But I would imagine that it's for exactly the same reason that I'm articulating now, mm-hmm. that we have a process that is going to test whether our constitution can you know, can be implemented in a way that um, develops constitutionalism and, and, and upholds democracy. And that's exactly what Professor Callan has been working on for the last 25 years as a professor of law and as a, as a, a profe- legal professional, both at UCT and at IDASA, which at one point was, was Africa's um, preeminent um, institution involved in democratic in developing the democracies. Yes. So I think that um, he had he has the expertise and the skills, um, and um, I don't know who the other nominees were, but he certainly has unique uh, skills in that this has been his, his, his research and what he's been teaching lawmakers and lawyers for the last 20 years.